You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. So this coming weekend, I will be in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm going to be doing a conference called Strength with Might, huge focus on engaging with the human spirit and activating all kinds of glorious things. If you're in the area, you can come by. There's details about this event on the front page of BrideMinistriesInternational.com. Uh, but to register or get more information, go to OnlyBelieveMinistry.com. And we're really looking forward to that, hanging out with our friend Willie Richmond and her people and some of you that may show up. I am really excited about today's podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get there, I made an announcement. Look, we are going full steam ahead with this DID coach mentorship program. This is a year-long program that will train and equip a company of people. It's going to be a a first fruits of our ministry to deal with um, the problems experienced by satanic ritual abuse survivors, government-sponsored mind control survivors, effectively using the same strategies, protocols, and tools that I have used and built and seen extraordinary results from. Uh, This is going to be an opportunity to learn how to minister the way I have been taught to minister by Holy Spirit, because God has said that I need to reproduce myself. And uh, as a forerunner, this is part of the equation. God builds something in you, and then you have to build that into others so that the work can be multiplied because (laughs) there is no version of this world in which I can help everyone that wants to be helped by me. And so I'm very excited about this program. What we're looking at doing now, I I was a little bit ambitious at first thinking we're going to start sometime in the fall. Uh, That that I think is going to get pushed back. We're going to launch the program Uh, at the very beginning of January. And it's going to go all year during the year of 2020. And between now and then, what we're going to be doing is accepting applications, reviewing applications. We'll be periodically interviewing people. At a certain point, we'll close the application process. Uh, There is going to be a considerable cost involved in this experience. Uh, This is not not a handout. Uh, This is training. And this training will uh, allow those that finish to successfully set up their own coaching businesses. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's a huge deal of value on the back end of this training, and it's a commitment. And one thing I have learned is that people value the things that cost them something. When, when, when people get something that does not cost them anything, they are much more likely to quit to not take it seriously, uh, to devalue it in their mind because it costs them nothing. And so uh, this this program is not a handout. It, it, it's not free. It's not subsidized. There will be a cost, and we are going to offer payment plans um, for those that choose to move forward on it. Uh, you can be accepted to the program, but if you do not pay for the program, you will uh, su- surrender your acceptance. And 
we are currently estimating that to be somewhere between four and eight thousand dollars i i do not think it's going to cost eight thousand dollars at the end of the day but we are working it out still and so just be prepared for that ballpark if you are thinking about applying and it will also require the completion of the entire bride ministries institute that that's going to be part of the training is to complete that institute and have a 75 percent average score on all of the quizzes uh, we for those of you that took some of the quizzes early on we have updated some of our quizzes those initial quizzes we found were, were really really tough and, and a little unfair some of you that took them know what i'm talking about uh, we have we have fixed some of that and so the quizzes are much more realistic at this point. Um, so anyway, with that said, if you are led to apply, go to BrideMinistriesInternational.com. On our homepage banner, the banner actually rotates. It's not just one picture. There's two pictures. So the first picture at the top is going to say, uh, register for Realms and Dimensions Unsealed, the, the most recent course that we've made available. And then if it goes to the next slide, it's going to say, and you can sign up or, or, or apply to the DID Coach Mentorship Program. That's where you find it. And I am excited to talk to all of you that do. Now, uh, thank you for all of you that continue to support us financially. Oh, we love you so much. We pray for you. Um, and, and, and we are journeying with you. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over. Will God cause men to give into your bosom? Kingdom economy is accessed through generosity. That's the way it goes. And so for those of you that are being generous with us, we just want to say thank you. And uh, for those of you that would like to, just go to BrideMinistriesInternational.com. We have a little donate page and you can move forward. Uh, one last thing. I said this last week, but for those of you that missed it, we are restructuring to a different form of ministry. We were uh, and still are a 501c3 organization um, that uh, takes tax-deductible donations, but we are restructuring and, and this will be fully implemented by 2020 uh, to a 508c1a, which is also a uh, organization, a religious organization, faith-based organization that takes tax-deductible donations but does not have restrictions on um, political issues being addressed from the pulpit like the 501c3 and so we're just very excited about all the things that God is doing to bring transformation and progress and forward motion to our ministry. With that said, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, folks, welcome back to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. I am here to have a chat with my friend and compadre, Todd Weatherly. He's been on the program a few times talking about faith in the angelic realms. We've talked about Kairos time, wheels and wheels. Some very interesting conversations. Uh, but he is the senior leader call him chief apostle <laughs> of <laughs> dreams and not chief of sin is good <laughs> <clears throat> field of dreams in adelaide australia which my wife and i had the privilege of ministering a few months ago uh 
newsflash. Todd Weatherly, and, and I've been waiting to drop this news on the, on the podcast, you know, because, but we've been talking about this. Um, we're having our Bride Tribe advance October 24th through the 27th. Here's what happened. <coughs> we sold out. And then we asked them for some more seats, and they gave us 20 more. We sold out again. And then we begged and pleaded with them for a few more seats. And they had grace. And so we have a few more. And so now that we've sold out the conference twice, I am dropping the glory bomb. Todd Weatherly is going to be joining us all the way from Adelaide, Australia, to be with us at the Bride Tribe Advance, October 24th through the 27th. And so you get done with this program and there's still a seat left, I would recommend grabbing it up because we've sold out twice already. I don't know how long we have before we sold out the third time. And this... This will be the hard stop. To sign up for that, be sure to go to BrideMinistriesInternational.com, go to the church tab under events, and you will find the registration. Now, with that said, Todd Weatherly, welcome back to Discovering Truth. Awesome to be back. As you were saying, we were having a great time of uh, comparing notes and data points and revelation. And yeah, so... (laughs) could easily just go down so many amazing rabbit holes but yeah we've we've been having a good time lately and we just got back from cusco um, in peru uh, argentina san juan in argentina and uh we had such a good time and uh as much as i like to testify about that i think that that both you and i we like talking about keys and mechanics so people listening to this can um have breakthrough and transformation. <clears throat> I was saying to someone the other day that I'm very pragmatic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So things have to look like something, but I still probably at the core of who I am, I am an idealist romanticist. <laughs> I believe that <clears throat> I believe that God can turn you into a completely different person. Mm. I believe that he's the God of the universe. And if he has free access to every part of your life, you can be transformed metamorphosis. You go from an ugly, ugly little multi-legged grub to a beautiful, stunning monarch butterfly. I think, I, I believe in that. And so some of those things <clears throat> that we'll share on this morning, and I've only shared briefly with you on it, uh, we've come into some things that I believe that what I'll share this morning is the beginning of um, seeing radical things happen in the church in the western world mm. in the western world because you hear people they go do for all those listening you people you hear of people doing mission trips and oh creative miracles and mass deliverance and yes. well there's a reason for that and we we see moves of god in australia and adelaide we do but when you go to um, a developing nation or a non-western nation it's not about whether it's developing or not it's actually it's actually the hearts and minds of the people on the land there and what controls them and what their source is. Well, I think today we will talk about dismantling that. Um, and it, again, my pragmatic side has to look like something. I don't want to bring a, a really good word and then we all go, ooh, ah, that's so good. And then our lives are still what they are. <laughs> it, has to, it has to look like something. It has to be transformation. So, yeah. Well, and, and that's what I love about you, Todd. Because I'm the same way. You know, I was recently speaking in Oklahoma City over here, 
and I was at a conference. And at one point, you know, you know, sometimes you're just preaching and you just hear the spirit say something you're like, ah, so good. And you just say it because you didn't plan to say it one part of your notes. And, you know, it just kind of came out. I said, we, we've replaced equipping with sermons. So you will listen to me expound upon something that does not change your life. And I will keep doing that week after week after week. And at the end of the day, we're producing believers that have been in church 5, 10, 15 years. Can't cast out a demon. Can't pray for a brother or sister in Christ and see him physically healed. Lack faith. Don't see mountains move when they speak. Prayer, you know. Uh, struggle with prayer. Struggle yeah. with the word. 10, yeah. 15 years. And yeah, no. you are not that leader. No. Nor do I want to be. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me just launch this conversation with this. All right, so we were talking the other day, and, and, and you dropped this bomb on me. You're like, Daniel, I got to tell you something, right? So, mm. so, so, so there's this passage, folks, in, in the Bible, and it is found in Daniel chapter 10. Mm. And you see the angel speaking to Daniel. Mm -hmm. Many people, mm -hmm. I think, assume this is Gabriel. And it says mm -hmm. in verse 20 of Daniel chapter 10, then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael. <coughs> All right, Todd, I, I'm going to turn you loose. What's going okay. on, man? So I, this all started, I messaged Daniel, said, what do you know about the Prince of Greece? And he said, well, I know a bit, but you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and because, be, because okay, so, so what happened? I was, I'm going to give you, I'll start with how this unfolded. And then I'm going to bounce around the place. So it won't be chronological, but I'll start off that way. Um, sometimes, I mean, God speaks in, in, in various ways and he'll give you a vision, download, word of the Lord. <clears throat> but sometimes he gives you a data point. And a data point or one little clue to, to creating a map, a coordinate, then you actually start to look at it. Now, for those who are listening, Sometimes someone will have a conversation or you'll hear something and it, you go, huh, that's interesting. But it doesn't really jump out at you. But then the next day you're still thinking about it. And then the next day it won't let go. Well, that's the spirit of the Lord saying, uh, you need to look into this. <clears throat> One of the prophets in our church had a dream. We saw our church in the future. And uh, <clears throat> even though we have our beautiful building that we have, it was in the next building. So we believe that we'll buy another building, hold on to this. I believe God wants us to acquire stakes in the ground, <clears throat> uh, property, and uh, it has to be of supernatural means. So she saw this, this futuristic, uh, it was a dream in this case. She gets a lot of visions. Um, she'll be amused when she listens to this. But uh, she saw the church in the future and then she tried to find myself or Rachel in the dream. <clears throat> There's some things that she, she, she had, to, it disturbed her about some things. And as she was looking to, this girl is Greek. She's of Greek heritage. She's Greek, Italian, Australian, Mexican, Chinese, no. Um, <clears throat> and she, <clears throat> she uh, it, 
she's got Greek heritage and she's trying to find Rachel in this part of the dream, my wife. <clears throat> and so what happens is that she goes there and then a man stands in her way and it was obstructing and he happened to be Greek and he spoke to her in Greek and she was actually quite disturbed by it. And uh, she, he was just like, a, <clears throat> he was hindering her. And she's like, this is, this is annoying. And she gets to my wife and she says, now I have to, after I've spoken to Rachel, I need to see Todd. And then on the way back, there was another Greek person. This is actually quite a large, wide, overweight Greek man. And he was quite intimidating. And he, uh, he challenged her. Anyway, uh, she's going, I don't understand. So I interpreted this, this encounter. It was pretty straightforward. <clears throat> but there was this part where, um, there was a part where she, um, she I, I didn't understand why are these two Greek people in it? I don't understand. And I just went, it's better to just put it on the shelf and look at it rather than try and shoehorn that interpretation in. So anyway, I remember she was on speakerphone. I was with my wife. We were talking. I remember just turning my head to the side and bang, I just knew. I knew. And the Lord goes, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a principality. And I'm, as I'm thinking about it, he took me straight to chapter 10 mm. of Daniel. I'm like, oh. So I said, I said, it's a principality. So this principality... So this, this, I want to give you context. Our church is that we need to see God move. He needs to run the church. So I, he uses our leadership, <clears throat> but I've got no interest in, 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 in building organized religion that, that is a, an echo chamber or a photocopy of a photocopy of what Jesus talked about in the Gospels, the Epistles, the Book of Acts. I have no interest. I, God has to move. So we need to see God manifest. We need to get the word of the Lord constantly. Uh, we, we, we teach the 101s that we don't move the ancient boundary markers. We, we want to go, we, but there needs to be the new and the old. So in this dream, these princes, <clears throat> these demons were actually, um, these de demons were actually, uh, they were actually stopping our progress into the supernatural. That's what they were doing. So what's quite crazy is as I started to look into this, it opened up a whole new world, Daniel. It just, I'm just going, Oh, this is profound. This is profound. So this is what happened. So I started to, to look at the book of Daniel and exactly what you're reading about. Yeah, but, uh, we believe it's Gabriel, but basically he went to, he went to, uh, um, he actually said, fear not peace be to you. Verse, uh, sorry. Then he said, verse 20, <clears throat> do you know why I've come to you? And now I must return to fight with the Prince of Persia. Now, uh, for those of you who know, Anna Mendez, Anna Mendez believes that the Prince of Persia, is a spirit connected to the occult and bloodshed and war. So that's interesting. I don't have a background in that. I haven't looked into that. Uh, she's obviously, she knows what she's talking about. But when I've gone forth, indeed, the Prince of Greece will come. And I'm just like going, what is this? And then a whole world opened up to me. So it started with a dream that was interpreted. And I started to, I started to look into this and just, just, I've got some stuff in front of me. So the Greek Empire... Uh, approximately 8th century BC up to Alexander the Great, fell approximately 146 BC and it fell to Rome. But I started to look into this and you got the, the, the famous philosophers, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, and their values and their philosophies and their ideologies um, created, created the foundation of the Western world. And I'm going, this is profound. Now, I was aware of it. But what's fascinating 
is that the, our democracy, the way we have the Senate, the way we discuss, debate, reason, um, <clears throat> unlike, this is, this is normal. Daniel, you and I are born into this. We're not taught it. We are birthed into it. Um, <clears throat> what it does, it's, it's anti, so I won't, I won't jump ahead of myself, but people, without realising their thinking, they think their Western thinking penetrates the subconscious where they're thinking Greek thoughts. And whether they're direct or a derivative, that's how we think. But the problem is with this, is that this dream showed that it was going to shut down the move of God. Wow. So what's interesting is it's not, well, we shouldn't be thinking Greek thoughts. Well, we need to understand, are these thoughts or this system or these ideologies, are they opposite to the kingdom of God? Well, it's interesting because in Hebrew culture, so I know that people can get obsessed with Hebrew culture. Hebrew culture is the most, no, it's not. Hebrew culture is an interface into the kingdom of God. So when we obsess over Hebrew culture, we lose the fact that it points to something greater. So even Hebrew culture is still a derivative, but it's more representative of God than what we see with Greek culture. <clears throat> In Hebrew culture, God is central. In Greek culture, man is central. So as soon as we start running churches and we're doing motivational preaching, motivational speaking, self-help, and then Jesus is in the mix, we're going to miss it because it's, we've made man central. And so, so in, in Greek thinking, intellectualism and philosophy is actually exalted. Knowledge is exalted almost to the point it pushes God out. And without realizing it, you've got... And I, and Hopefully, not many people listening to this podcast are in this category, but many people are, is that they go to another conference, they get more knowledge, they get more information, but they do nothing with it. So they go, oh, <clears throat> I've got the information, I've got, I've got the keys, I've got... And then their life's not transformed. That is Greek thinking. We accumulate so much information, and, and I think I might have said this on another show, we're trained years beyond our obedience. So we're accumulating all this information. There's no transformation. And, and we're not called to go into eternity with correct doctrine or philosophy or, or theology. We're called to go into eternity with fruit. We're called to go into eternity building with gold, silver, precious stones. So you get people, yes, my doctrine's correct and my theology is correct. And I'm into that. I'm into that stuff. But that, that's not an end game. The end game is being connected to the vine and bearing fruit. So the prince of Greece or Greek thinking actually blocks you out of all of that. And so in, in, in Greek thinking is that success is defined by beauty, brawn, higher education, money, fame. That's in the church. That's in the church. And Hebrew success is, is seeking after God's way of success and spiritual growth that then will impact every part of your life, body, soul, spirit. So it's completely the opposite. So, what we do, uh, I saw a great quote. <laughs> this could even be Kanye West. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so the gospel according to Kanye. Okay. So no, but, but I think he said something like this. People today aren't interested in being successful. They're interested in looking successful. Wow. So, the, the, you know, this is my best angle on Instagram. This is my video feed. I'm standing next to a Porsche or Lamborghini that I don't own. It's, it's that, and that's Greek thinking. And so that creeps into the church. 
and it's so so this there was actually this actually this has become our norm and i'm about to dig down and go into the supernatural part of it but it's actually our norm and and so this is this is this is why this is so important because because uh everything in greek thinking is static it's resting it's peaceful and the language although you can be really articulate is moderate the kingdom of heaven is not moderate it says it suffers violence and the violent take it by force so what you have is if you're under the reality of the, the greek thinking in your subconscious you're a moderate person you are a moderate and god does god's not into moderates can I just, can, can I just uh, butt in just for a minute here, Todd? All right. Okay, so folks, like Todd began to tell me about some of this stuff, and I was thinking immediately, "Gosh, I can't wait for the podcast. <laughs> this is so good." But, but Todd, check this out. Caesarea Philippi was the place where Jesus said. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. <clears throat> now, he said that historically standing at the foot of Mount Hermon. But Mount Hermon at that time and for many years leading up to that had become the religious center for worship of none other than the Greek god Pan. As a matter of fact, the Greeks named the city Panias in the honor of Pan, which is the counterpart of our modern-day Baphomet for all of the former Freemasons or current, and we're praying for your deliverance, and their children. Uh, Baphomet, like, you know. And so Mount Hermon's also the same famous mountain where the fallen angels descended in the Jays of Jared, to begin with, some call, including myself, the Genesis 6 experiment, you know, the beginning of this hybrid agenda. But the, 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 the idea that Jesus wanted to establish a superior government in that place, knowing that he was dealing with a place of worship of Pan, God of the Greeks, the one who allegedly taught them what you're saying, democracy, these principles of governing society, like they say, we learned it from. This guy, mm -hmm. it adds a whole other layer. Mm -hmm. Please mm -hmm. continue. Yeah, no, it's, <clears throat> we're gonna go down the rabbit hole and we're going to, so I'm getting this revelation and I'm gonna back engineer it into something that we can apply. And we'll probably, at the end, probably pray corporately that people can, can actually, yeah, I don't know, have an encounter oh, I love that. Uh, and, and encounters encounters actually lead to process and then process leads to more encounters. So it's not just, I'm just hanging out for the next encounter. We've, we've got to give people keys and, and tools so they can work with. So what you have is it seems I'm going to jump around the place now because I'm going to revelate because before I've been really good and I've been building a foundation, but it's not as exciting. <laughs> um, so, so basically, basically is that this whole greek thinking it seems quite innocuous it seems moderate it's fine it's nice aesthetics i mean it's a beauty you know <clears throat> to the point where people are obsessed with the perfect body okay and we need to be healthy and we need to be in shape but 
that that obsession is completely Greek, you know, and 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 their body dysmorphia and all like, like I mean, it seems reasonable, but what happens is this: it's actually an enemy to the thinking of the, God's thoughts. It makes the power of God null and void. So Greek thinking removes you from the power of God, and most people do not think about. What is my life going to look like with God's power flowing through? They think I've got to work hard. I have to budget. I have to be connected. I have to network. And then slowly this will, that's not how God works. God does not work that way. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, walk in a spirit of favor. Yes. Um, walk through doors open in the spirit for you, all those things, but they're not, that's not the, the substance. Uh, getting back to Greek thinking is that everything is fixed. And that gets in our subconscious. But in Hebrew thinking, nothing is fixed. If you have a look at <clears throat> all through Psalms, it says, talks about the hills and the mountains being cut down. Talks about the trees worshipping. It talks about the universe. Everything's going to be rolled up like a scroll. Nothing is fixed in the universe except for God. So when you have in your subconscious, everything's fixed. I cannot change my life. That's a lie. And a lie believed is a lie empowered. And so Jesus said, you shall know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. So in your subconscious, you might go, in the name of Jesus, I command this mountain. But in your subconscious, you go, no, no, I'm just saying words. And God says, no, no, no. If you believe in your heart, all things are possible to him who believes. So, so what, what happens? This is, this is where we ground it into scripture. Paul was on his way to Corinth. He was on his way to Corinth and um, what takes place is that in Corinth, he was about to, you know, we get the book of first and second Corinthians, but he stops over Athens and then he, he's, he's, he's provoked by all the idols and the Epicureans and the Stoics and all these things that we still practice today. And so then he starts to, now remember this Paul, he went to uh, Ephesus and they say, this man, these people who've turned the world upside down, not only did it was it was a great revelatory preaching, is that Paul <clears throat> Paul uh, power of God principalities coming down the whole city turning to Christ, and then he goes to <clears throat> he goes to Greece he goes to Athens. He preached such a great sermon. In Him we live and move and have our being, and to the unknown God, Him I preach today. And and at the end of it said. And a few joined him and they go, yes, yes, that was very interesting, Paul. We would like to hear more about this, this teaching. And it just sounds like the Western world. So, so then Paul goes to, it does, it does. Cause, because that meant that because we, we exalt knowledge and we shut off, we, we shut off the, the heart and the power of God. And so, and so what happens? He moves to Corinth and he goes, I got my butt kicked in Athens. I got my butt kicked. There was no power. I was shocked at the lack of response. Oh, my gosh. And so he goes to Corinth and he goes, okay, I purpose to know nothing amongst you except for Christ and him crucified. So Paul limited his Greek mindset and he went straight for the cross and the power of God manifested. And then that church was not known for character. It was known for power. I mean, obviously, just you read down there. Their interpersonal relationships weren't exactly above board. So, um, but they moved in incredible power. So what you've got is the prince of Greece actually fixes things in your life. It can't change. 
and and it starts to and, and but 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 God says no, everything's changeable. Everything can change. Nothing is fixed if you can move it in the spirit, and so so it, it'll move in the natural. And so the, he, the the Bible is a Hebrew book. It's a doing book, and we go. God says, if you do it, then you'll understand. But the Greek mentality is, no, no, no. I need to understand first, then I'll do it. So you go oh, whole generations, no fruit, or, or limited fruit. And so, so what? What this is? This is where it gets. This is where it gets crazy. Is that Paul came under the Prince of Greece, and it limited the power in his life. Now, I've been a Christian for thirty years, and we do see the supernatural. I'm telling you what, Daniel. I need the paradigm. I, I need this. I need the supernatural in my life. I need it. I can't be. It can't all be about budgeting, discipline, five-year plan. I need visitation. I need encounter. I need from faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory. It cannot be through my excellence. It has to be. I have to find out what's in my book, my prophetic book. What's the okay? That, okay. Some of you might freak out about Psalm 139:16. Lord, all my days were before you, before one of them came to be. Are they not written on your book? So years ago, everyone preached on the will of God. Books and scrolls is just sheer language for the will of God. All right? That's all it is. So it's the will of God. I need the will of God in my life. I, I need to see that book and, sh- and then I could walk in it and then I have power and provision for that. So the Prince of Greece, this is where it gets really, really profound. Firstly, I... Would you, okay, so, so the Lord brought me back to Daniel chapter 10. Now, in the prophetic community, even in the wider than the prophetic community, is that, that in regards to <clears throat> Donald Trump, it says, uh, a lot of people say he's not a perfect man, pause and meditate, but he's the perfect man for the job. And <clears throat> if we sit down and look at what Trump, I'm, I'm so used to politicians promising the world and delivering nothing. Um, Trump? He's he's a he's a, he's an action man. He's a doer, and so I believe um, Lance Wallnow and others they go well. Trump is the forty fifth president, and so he they compared to Isaiah forty five, where it says about Cyrus, God's anointed, and at the time Cyrus wasn't a covenant man, but he saw himself in history, and he was instrumental in bringing about. God's covenant people out of captivity into their inheritance. And that's exactly what Trump is doing. So what you have is that Donald Trump, this is his third year. Okay. So this revelation dropped something about the Prince of Greece. And we're about to go right off the reservation with this, but I had to build a foundation. And so what you have is that, um, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, why am I getting this revelation now? So when you read the beginning of chapter 10, it said, in the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel. And I'm like, that's now. That's now. So why am I getting this now? This is all just, this is all just hot off the press. So I believe what's happening is that... Uh, well, I'll tell you what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Because, see, it's the third year of Donald Trump. Yep. You're getting revelation and revealing yep. it to Daniel. So yes. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, there we now go. Receiving. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, what happens? So, so, okay. 
Here we go. I'm going to start to, to just go for it. So basically is that the Prince of Greece will come at you with information, reason, logic, and fact. So the demons in your life, they know you. Familiar spirits, principalities, they have a file. They know your algorithms. They, they know your behavior patterns. They know probability. And when you get attacked, I guarantee to the listener right now, when you come under attack, you come under attack with very sensible logic information, logical information. And what they, they, that they make sense. But guess what? It's like when you do logic, there's a link in a chain. It's a link in a chain. So you feel like this because you did this. And this is your family background. No one's really broken through on this level. And then you had a bad year. And, then, and it all makes sense. But here's the point. Here's the point. Is that they are limiting beliefs that trade in unbelief away from the kingdom of heaven. Because God says to him who believes all things are possible. That's not rational. So the, the prince of Greece will, will actually attack you through your structures, your internal world that makes sense to you. He will attack you. And then what will happen is you sit there and you think about your life and everything you think actually makes sense. It's logical and reason, reasonable. He won't say to you, all of a sudden, you grow up in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you've been a Christian for years and you're struggling a bit, you're a bit depressed, you're a bit broke, and all of a sudden now go blow up a bank. That's not going to happen because it, that's just so, such a departure from the narrative. So the Prince of Greece attacks you through your own narrative, through limiting beliefs, and it makes sense. And, and this is why God says, don't lean on your own understanding because demons, not all, there's some dumb demons out there. There's some really dumb demons. But demons generally are thousands of years old and they're smarter than people. So when you start to buy into it and you start to reason, you trade into limiting beliefs and guess what? You start to get led into a region where there's no life. So you start through reason and logic, you start to go down and then you get bound up with chains. Come on. And this is, this is the Western world. This is the Western world because we, we, we reason ourselves out of, we don't think with the wisdom of God or the mind of the spirit. So the Prince of Greece, he actually, what it does, these limiting beliefs create the matrix. So the matrix is real. And so you go, what the heck? And so, 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 you sit down and we discuss beforehand. If I was to get out my, my calculator, and I don't even need a calculator. If I need a calculator for this, I, I really need to get prayer. But you go, what is five plus two? And we go, well, it's seven. We know that. Well, in the kingdom of heaven, five loaves and two fishes equals at least enough to feel, feed 5,000 men. That's not rational. So the kingdom of heaven, nothing is fixed or static except for the king of glory the throne of God, everything else can be moved. We can change timelines. We can move mountains. Come on. We, can, we can access things we've never accessed before, all within the paradigm of the Great Commission, all within the paradigm of the kingdom, all the within the paradigm of thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But the Prince of Greece fills our life with limiting beliefs. And what it does, you go, okay, let's go deeper. Well, some random principality came and just influenced this, this age. 
No, no. Because what the Prince of Peace, uh, uh, Prince of Peace, uh, that, that, well, that's the word. That's the word. My teaching is let's exchange the Prince of Greece for the Prince of Peace. And so, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and so. Before you did, I just yeah. There has to be a matrix. In, in what world mm. does it make sense that an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ mm-hmm. can be begging for the table scraps of the Luciferians? Mm-hmm. 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 You well, must it's... be living in a matrix if that is your posture. But, but mm. that's like the whole Western church, at least 95%. And, and whoever isn't under that in the church had to overcome. Okay. Because that's, that's the default. That's the default. That's the default. It, it's, called, it's called university. It's called primary school, secondary school, elementary school, university. It's, it's Greek. No, so, but so it's you have because and, and, and we've reasoned ourselves into this. We, we said, look, no. No, you don't understand, Dan Duvall. Mm. God has mm. a really, really good plan for this. Mm-hmm. The whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. The Luciferians are going to take over, and we're mm-hmm. going to get a get-out-of-jail-free ticket and vanish mm-hmm. before it gets mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about those Chinese people that are getting killed, thrown in jail, and going mm-hmm. through tribulation right now. Mm-hmm. God's all about America. Mm-hmm. Like, your whole theology makes no sense, but it is mm-hmm. your reasoning for mm-hmm. why... The world works the way it does. Mm-hmm. Where are the heirs? Mm-hmm. It's not reasonable. But, that, that, that's a, but, then, but then it's not reasonable. The kingdom of God is not reasonable. It's not. <laughs> Jesus isn't reasonable. You, you, you got this. You, you go, I'm going to go to church. I'll be committed. I'll tithe. I'll do this. And we go, that's reasonable. And the Lord goes, no, 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 no. I want your life. Give me everything. That's not reasonable. And it's a whole different currency. <laughs> and, and, and even then, like you, what, what do they name sorority and fraternity houses in America? Are they not named after Greek letters in the alphabet? Um, is, it not, is it not altars and, and, and tribute and temple, or, uh, temples and everything? To make this whole Greek, this, it's a Greek mindset that keeps you enslaved to only be like a, a battery hen, a drone bee. Shut up, sit down, don't make waves, pay your taxes, don't think outside the box. I'll just say this. Instagram's a very in- interesting platform. And you've got a lot of people who have a, they hold a line of inquiry uh, that they're searching. And a lot of the church isn't searching. Mm-hmm. And there's only so long that people can live in their disassociated religious state. I want to say this. A lot of people have got by with disassociation but it's got a use by date. And God says, I'm jumping around a bit now, but you go, I want to come out of the matrix. Okay. We're going to show you how to do that. But we need to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I cannot. Jesus is in heaven. The Father's in heaven. You're the only God on this, of this earth. I need you. You're my helper. You're my counselor. You're my paraclete. You're my comforter. You're my friend. Holy Spirit, show me. And he'll, he'll do it. But living Away from him, you have to disassociate because of the pain. You have to disassociate. And a lot of people go, I need breakthrough and it's so hard to fight. No, you haven't done it in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. So you'll be in perpetual state of shalom and comfort until you get manifest, manifested breakthrough. 
So, so, so you can't just say, I'm coming out of the matrix. No, 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 you can't do it in the flesh. You have to do it in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and so I think we're coming into a new time. We're going to see manifestations like never before because people realize, you know what? I'm really not that good at Christianity. I mean, I'll just say now, I, I, at my church, I preach regularly. I'm hopeless at Christianity. I'm, I suck. I'm awful. I've tried to be a stoic. I've tried to mm, stiff up a lip. I've tried to, no, 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 no. Look, I didn't ask you to do that. I sent you my friend. You said stiffen the upper lip. Yes, yeah, stiff upper lip. That's very British. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> that's, very, that, well, that's very British, but it's a bit Australian too. Is that people suffer in silence and they act like they're together. They put their religious mask on. So, 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 so if we're not coming out of the matrix and, 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 and see, at the end of the day, I'll just say this, I, the end game comes out of the book of Samuel. It's a God, God looks at, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. And you go, wow. That's the end game? Oh, yeah. Because whatever you have in your heart, you'll get. Whatever you have in your heart, you are. Not your personality, not your temperament, not even some of the outward appearance. And so this actually will unlock people to come into that impossible realm. We'll go into that impossible thing in a minute. But what we'll do is that 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 actually says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down reasonings and everything ex exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So this is the end game. This is the end game. This is the modus operandi is this in other translations says vain imaginations. It's not that because the word is logismos or logisme where we get the word logic. So I'm into, I pay my taxes. I, I, I maintain my house. I look after my body. I do all those things. They're logical, but those things don't exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Right. So this means we become irrational and stupid and take risks. And No, 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 no. There's logic that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So the Prince of Greece will put logic and reason in your life that will set itself up against by his stripes we are healed. Set himself up against, and my God shall meet all your needs according to his riches, glory in Christ Jesus. Set himself up against, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, he became poor, through his poverty we might become rich. Set himself up against, um, he, he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Those things aren't logical. So we actually go about our day to day, but we engage with the revelatory supernatural realm. And the Prince of Greece will argue you out of your breakthrough, out of your miracle. You're not healed. You haven't got breakthrough. You're not forgiven. You'll never change. It's always logic that will reason against God and it removes power. And the only way see, is this is faith is literally the switch. Faith is not the electricity that comes through the power. It comes through the, the, the light bulb, right? Faith is just the switch. God provides the power. Our job is to believe his job is to produce the power and, and, and logic will talk you out of it. So it removes the power. And why is this so pernicious? Why is this such a paradigm? I'll tell you why, because, in the spiritual world, as, as a lot of Daniel's listeners will know, there are structures. And one of Jeremiah's major functions was to uproot, to tear down, uh, but also to build and to plant. So there are structures that we're called to pull down and we're called to pull down the matrix. And what you have is either we come and we partake of Jesus in the Holy Ghost through the Word of God, the Logos and the Spirit. We partake of him. And we get what we believe or 
The only other alternative is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the prince of Greece is the, is the demon that dispenses, dispenses the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's reasonable. It makes sense. It's logical. It's intellectual, but exalts itself against the knowledge of God and removes power. We need the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And this is what we, uh, and can a nation be saved in a day? That's power. Uh, a five and two equals feeding 5,000. That's power. Uh, Lazarus come forth after four days. That's power. We need the power of God and we cannot have logic and reason exalting against the, the knowledge of God in our subconscious and manifest power. There'll be no power in your life where you still have, you know, where's Jesus? He's not in the boat. He's out on the water. We have to go out on the water and it doesn't make sense to walk on water. It doesn't make sense. But this is, this is what we're, we're looking at doing. And it's, but this has been, this is taught. And I'll tell you, I'll I, I just, I'll start to, to get on the soapbox here. But, but um, at the moment, we're coming into something new. The, the world is, the body is. I'm not, I'm not going to get all big on dispensations, but, but even logic and reason is starting to break down because postmodernism, which is taught in, in, in Western education structures, is anti-rational now. So it's all coming down. And all the structures that you build up to cope with, they have a use-by date. So, so either you can come out of the matrix and um, it says that the scripture I've been, the Lord showed me, he said, do not lean on your own understanding. You know, we, you know what you lean on? You lean on something solid. You lean on a structure. Mm-hmm. So God says, hey, don't lean on your rational mind and what you, what you know in the, in the natural. Don't lean on it. He says, acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll direct your paths. I'll establish your steps. So, so, we, so this is what's happened. What we'll do, and I'll, I think we'll, we'll do it in a second, we'll lead people in prayer. Probably, well, probably at, the, at the end of oh, we talk about Mission Impossible. But... Um, because I want to create the alternative, but we have ministered this in our church and we ministered in Argentina. And before we had a chance to lay hands, the spirit of God fell and there was mass deliverance. Mm. And what's crazy is like, uh, I know that a lot of people see demons that look like octopuses or octopi. All right. And you get that a lot, Daniel. So what I've seen is I've seen manifestations of this spirit. It's like almost like a feeding tube, like a tentacle, but it goes in through the back of someone's head. Oh, that sounds a lot like the matrix, doesn't it? Mm. So when we lay hands on people, we actually lay hands on something at the back of their neck. This is where it gets crazy. We're seeing, I've had people, I've, they, that we, we simply, we, we serve a bill of divorce to the Prince of Greece. We serve a bill of divorce on relying on our own understanding. We, still, we, we, divorce, our, we divorce ourselves from uh, 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 leaning on our logical life. And remember, don't get rid of all logic. You get rid of logic that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Remember, this is, this is a one-stop shop. This is, we have to be responsible in our stewardship of this. That's good. You know, don't start, don't, don't tomorrow start walking, you know, uh, off of a, a wharf or a jetty into dangerous seas. And that's just stupid, you know, um, at least start in a swimming pool. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you've got to step out on the word of the Lord. So, so, so we've ministered in this and this is what's happened. People's structures have actually come down and later that day they're like, oh, they, they, they literally go, they're, they're shaking because they can feel things coming down in their life. 
So what we have to do is we actually have to replace them with relying on the Holy Spirit and that God will give us grace to actually transition out. Because if you're listening to this, I guarantee there are two things in your life. Someone has given a prophetic word or you've had a dream or a vision that you know so of God. And then the rest of your life are arguments going, you'll never reach it. This is not going to happen because of this, this and this. And God's saying today, tell it to shut up, serve it a bill of divorce, and now start to serve notice on it and then start to engage with that prophetic word. Because only believing your prophetic word will bring it to pass. You don't just treasure it in your heart, you actually engage with it. And so it's actually all the things coming from your life that are shutting you down are from the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It makes sense. It makes sense, but it's killing you. It's killing you. You're dying. Well, as I say, you're dying, you're dying a slow death through, you know, getting that, well, they say they're getting, someone's getting killed by through a thousand paper cuts. Uh, it's slow, but, but it's, it's, that's what the Prince of Greece does. It's actually keeping you as a battery hen. Your scroll is magnificent. There is, there is only one person in eternity who can fulfill your personal mandate. You're not indispensable. God can roll some things over to other people, but what you're called to do is unique. And the Prince of Greece wants to talk you out of it. You have to serve a bill of divorce and you have to believe the impossible. And so I think I'll segue before we do some ministry. I'll segue. Um, I'll segue into this, this impossible realm is that I'm going to just tell this quick story. And I was, I was actually receiving ministry. I was in the spirit. I saw a horse. Uh, it was a white horse. It came to me and I said, and I, I was, I, I was receiving ministry and all of a sudden uh, I would get an answer to a question before a question was asked this white horse comes to me and I'm going, what is this horse? <clears throat> and the Lord said to me, it's a messenger. So I'm actually looking, I'm in, a, I'm in an encounter. I'm looking, going, I can't see any. Was it a scroll for me? And then in my heart, in my spirit, I said, is this angel going to stay with me? Is this my angel? And the word of the Lord said, it is if you choose to accept it. And I thought, that's really weird. And I knew that this angel was connected to mandate. So the Lord said, if you accept the mandate, you get the angel. And the way the wording was, Daniel, was it is if you choose to accept it. The way the wording was, was uh, same as Mission Impossible. And I went, oh, this is a Mission Impossible angel. So I said, yes. I connected with this angel. Mm -hmm. And then I went, whoop, I went nice and high. But here's where it gets crazy is uh, uh, a few days later, someone inquired about our missions program and they said, hey, we'd like to sew into it. I said, that'd, that'd be great. Bring it on. <laughs> you can just tell the whole story if you want. Oh, no, no, no. It, 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 we're talking, we're talking. But you've got to understand, this is, it's got to look like something. So, that, that, so this, this, this angel, uh, Mission Impossible angel, I said, yes. Three days later, someone says, Do you, can we... You know, do you have a missions program? Yes. I'd love to sew into it. Great. Well, then they end up sewing $50,000. $50,000 came into our account. And we were about to do crusades in Africa, big crusades, tens of thousands of people, uh, South Sudanese refugee camps. I mean, not exactly Oklahoma and Nashville. <laughs> South Sudanese refugee camps, northern Uganda. I mean, we're talking crazy stuff. Anyway, 
So we receive $50,000. And then the next day we receive an email from Africa saying the budget is $50,000. So the point I want to make is this, is there's a whole lot of listeners out there. God's calling you to do something impossible. And it doesn't make sense. It's irrational. And he's saying, no, 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 no. If there is logic and reasoning in your life that is obsessing your thinking and not bringing the word of God uh, into manifestation, shut it down, divorce it, and start to... When when you get a word from the Lord, it is a scroll. Eat the scroll. Eat it. How do I do it? You you, you focus on it. You you meditate on it. You look at it. You, you, You... and, that, and that's, what, that's what I think that, that at the end of this program, I'm gonna, I like to get people to serve a bill of divorce to the Prince of Greece and say yes to their scroll and yes to the Holy Spirit because this is profound. And I think that as we bring these structures down, see, this is what's so exciting, Daniel. And I, this is my, I'm a businessman. There has to be a bottom line. I run a church. There has to be a bottom line. But I am an idealist romanticist. And it's this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they are a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. All things. What does all things look like? It doesn't look like your moderate Greek life with a little bit of anointing on it. Partial breakthrough. That's nice. No, 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 no. Metamorphosis, transformation. Uh, what, what, I mean, can we activate, Daniel, can we activate the end of Isaiah where it says we're, we're going to come to an age where when someone dies at 100, it will seem like they're accursed and a premature death. Can we, can we step into that timeline? Can we step into that scroll, supernatural life extension? Can we, can we change things that seem unchangeable? Can we see overnight a regime, a demonic regime coming down over a whole empire and, and, and Christ enthroned in that area? Can, of course we can. Because with God, things all things are, with God all things are possible. Mark eleven twenty three twenty four, and to him who believes, Mark nine twenty three, to him who believes all things are possible. That is not the matrix; it is actually the pathway to the impossible. And that, that's why, that's why for those out there who laugh a lot, who get filled with the Spirit, and you laugh. We have services at our church with people just laughing. You know what that is? It's not just like, hey, it's comedy hour, and wow, what a funny preacher. I mean, there's a bit of that. But it's because Psalm 2, God sits on his throne, looks down, and he laughs. He laughs, right. at, he laughs at the people who want to take you out. So, so people listening to this podcast, there is an enemy, hates your liver. He wants to take you out. And when you start coming into that glory realm and you feel yourself laughing, go with it, go with it. Because as you're laughing, it's almost like a prophetic decree or action that is manifesting a, a breaker anointing. And so God laughs at the impossible. He said, nothing's impossible for me. Hang out with me. Think my thoughts. Know my ways. <clears throat> so I think, that, I, think that, I think that this word acted upon and drilled down on is the, will create what we call the science of suddenlies. If you, if you say yes to the impossible things in your life and start to focus on them, don't throw away rational thinking and reasoning. Only those things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, because God's not reasonable. He won't, he, I understand at the beginning of Isaiah, come let us reason together, and though your sins are as red as scarlet, they'll be as white as well. There is a place to actually go to the courts, and, and, and there's, a, there's a place to do that. God actually does stoop to that level. <laughs> but most of it is, it's, it's cosmic. It's cosmic. I mean, Daniel saw a beast coming out of the ocean. Then Ezekiel saw a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. 
And then uh, John saw an angel with a, a, with a huge, uh, uh, had a rainbow around his head and he had a foot in the land and a foot in the ocean. He gave me a little book and he proclaimed this. And then I saw the four living creatures. I mean, none of it's rational. <clears throat> and Greek thinking goes, yes, yes, very interesting. And we put it in that, that category where it re removes the power. It removes the power. This is so good, Todd. And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, there's nothing more discouraging than trying to bring the power of God into an environment where everyone is logically dissecting every word of faith spoken. They're mm -hmm. taking it apart. They're trying to figure out how they can put the message of the power of God in a calculator and compute it. They're trying to, you know, uh, make it line up with all the data points and facts in their life. They say, well, if it doesn't line up with my data points, then it can't be. You're, you're just in emotional realm. You're, you're just preaching to people's emotions, you, you know, and, and, and they lock themselves out with unbelief. And, you know, I, I, I mean, where I see God taking the body, th there is a whole new horizon. You are absolutely right. There is a new thing opening up to the body of Christ where God is calling us to engage with his kingdom and government mm. all the time in and out of his realms and dimensions as a lifestyle, understanding the mechanics to do it and doing it regularly, raising children that know how to go in and out of the door of Jesus and explore their mansions, explore the heavenly courts, spending time among the cloud of witnesses and being in these environments, you know, intentionally. Like that era is opening up to the body of Christ right now. And you don't put it in a calculator. You, you don't can't. get it out of a falsified history book that rewrote our history. You, you mm -hmm. get it at the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we don't lay down this stronghold, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we can't enter in. It's actually an idol. I, I'm so excited. It's an idol. Mm, it's, an, it's idolatry because you, you hold in esteem your opinion and your thoughts higher than the word of the Lord. It's actually idolatry. Everything comes down to that. Everything. It, 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 there's nothing new under the sun. So it's actually, it's, it's actually pride. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and so, so, so we just have to call it as it is. And the, I'm so free in this. I'll tell you why I'm so free. Obviously, I have a burden for people to, to do this. But, I, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to go to that place regularly and tell people how awesome it is uh, and go, wow, this is amazing. Look at look, limitless supply, limitless access to limitless power to fulfill the mandate on the earth to bring Jesus Christ glory, to see thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I, I, I'm pursuing it. It's a little bit Joshua-ish. As for me and my house, we will come into the fullness of what we're meant to come into. We will serve the Lord. So I think that, that again, I want to emphasize that you don't, kiss goodbye or ra rational thought you just what exalts itself against the knowledge of god and i think we start with a bill of divorce and i i i'm so excited as you're a possibility thinker that's that's who you are daniel but we're not you know if you look at the covenants the two major covenants in the old testament we have the one from noah the one with david the davidic that he would have uh, his seed set on the throne for eternity but you have Abraham, you have Moses. And Moses, that'd be the, the sign for Abraham was circumcision, which was a, a forerunning of circumcision of the heart. 
Okay? So what you have is that whenever you lean on your own understanding, a part of your heart is blocked mm. from the grace of God. <laughs> and only the Holy Spirit can remove it through obedience, right? The next one, the sign for Moses' covenant was the Sabbath. All right? It's the Sabbath. And now that was a picture that we're meant to be in rest. So here's the cool part. The paradox is be diligent to enter the rest, but God has rested from his works and he's, 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 he's seated now. And now we're seated in him so that what is going to happen through us has to be out of rest. That's not rational. It's not like, you know what, I'm going to burn myself out three, three, days from, three ways from Sunday. Because mm. We've got people to save and this is, no, 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 no. We need the paradox. We need the provision of God. For those listeners here, God has written a book about you, Psalm 139, 16. Look it up. He has everything intricate part of your life planned, even your bad decisions that you've made. Um, he's got contingencies for those. He has a plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, O, J, K, L, M, N, O, Q, L, M, N, O, P, etc. He has all those plans, but, he, but you need to come to him um, and say, Lord, I need that. And, and for those plans to come to pass, you need his power. So you serve a bill of divorce on your own efforts, your own striving, your own rationale, and you hand yourself over to him. Say, so Holy Spirit, <clears throat> for those that, 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 I know I'm segueing, but, what happens if we don't yield to the Lord and he do it through us, we build invisible structures in our lives. You go, what do you mean? Uh, okay. Uh, it says that we as living stones have been built together as a, as a holy temple. It says that we go into eternity. And though if you build with wood, hay uh, and stubble or gold, silver, precious stones, it will be revealed in the day and, and whatever goes through the fire and remains will receive a reward. We're called to build. Paul was a wise master builder. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we built. And what happens is that when you build in the matrix, those things will come down and you don't receive a reward. And even I believe that, that people having sudden breakdowns, I believe that people having midlife crises, all that is because they've built structures not in Christ, disassociative structures, fantasy structures, that God says come out from those structures and uh, uh, he, he, can, he can change it. This all stuff all comes out of Babylon. Again, that's a whole... <laughs> the Babylon, Babylon is the is the is the systematic dispensary of the truth of knowledge, good and evil that keeps it keeps us limited. So, so it's exciting, Daniel, because I just think that this is obviously it's got a lot of stuff attached to it, well, but, and it's and, and it's cosmic and it's practical. I know I can see that you're triggering me because you just said Babylon is a systematic dispensary of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I have a whole lot to say about that. And but I'm going to stop myself. Press pause. Mm -hmm. Because you know what, Todd? What we need is we need some ministry. You see, we have a whole group of people that are listening to us talk. They're saying, oh, my gosh. Todd, you're nailing me. You're nailing me in the deep places. This is me. This is my problem. I have thought myself out of breakthrough, healing, and deliverance. Over. And over and over. I have been on the altar of the Prince of mm. Greece. Mm. And I've been stuck. Mm. 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 Well, what, what we'll we do. do uh, okay. So in regards to what we're, we're going to serve a bill of divorce. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead people in a prayer. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say a line. And then I'll pause so you can say what you're, you've got to say. But I, this, is, this is very important, is that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. None of this can happen without <clears throat> the Holy Spirit. 
And for those, I think something powerful could happen out of this. I, I, I just think that there are structures in people's lives that, that did, they did not build with the Lord. How do you know if there's a structure in your life where God does not exist? It's where there's no intimacy. So intimacy, where you shut down intimacy, that's where there's a structure because you're protecting yourself and you're disassociating. God wants to go into all those places and you've got to let him. So one of the things after this, um, if you're listening to this podcast, and your spirit filled, start to pray in tongues often. Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you all. You have to pray in tongues. If you don't pray in tongues, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, what I'll say to you is pray in tongues. So <laughs> we, we, there's going to be, there's going to be, I'll tell you why. Because, because it says that when we pray in an unknown tongue, we edify ourselves. We get built up, like we get the word edifice. You actually get built up. So part of this is a mystery, but we still can cooperate. So what we're going to do now is we're going to, I would suggest that uh, uh, in a second, I'm going to get you to look at your hand because it's the hand of Jesus. And then you're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And then you're going to take that hand, you're going to put it on the back of your neck. And what happens is that maybe some structures will come down, but I, I believe after this, please pray in tongues, pray in tongues. It'll accelerate everything. What, what was the key to Paul coming into Revelation? <clears throat> so, yeah, just between you and me uh, and whoever else you decide to tell is that Paul, uh, moved by Revelation, and Peter, the Apostle Peter, amazing, on this rock I'll build my church. But he was a little bit of a racist. <laughs> okay. Because Paul, Paul, yes. Paul, called, Paul called him out for his hypocrisy mm -hmm. in the book of Galatians. Hello, he's a bit, he's a bit racist. So anyway... And he said some things. And you know what's really interesting? Can you imagine? I mean, no, this is such a terrible segue. Can you imagine? You go, why? Why did Ananias and Sapphira died? Can you imagine if Peter Root moved in a wrong spirit because he was just like before, shall we call down fire? You don't know what, what spirit you're of. Well, anyway, and then at the end, he even said, Paul says things that are too difficult to understand. Paul moved by revelation. Why? The key is this. I, I speak in tongues more than you all. So when we, after we renounce this, you need to speak in tongues regularly. When you drive the car, when you're sitting at home, because what happens, you get air deified. The Lord starts to build you up in the secret place. He builds you up in your subconscious. He gives enough power to shine a light on the lies in your life, enough power. It's incredible. So, so what we're going to do is after this, you're going to start to, to, to pray in the spirit. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus to fill you. He's the baptizer. And then receive it and, and step out in faith. But if you're not baptized in the Spirit, please get baptized in the Spirit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to lead you guys through a prayer. I'm going to say a line. I'll give you time to pause. You're going to take I'll, I'll your... Be, I'll be saying the lines after you. Okay. So, okay. Oh, folks, you could just say it with me. Uh, yes. Then we'll get in on yes. this too. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> All right, all right. Holy Ghost, I just thank you that you're here. I just thank you for, <clears throat> I thank you for all the listeners right now, even if they're not listening to it live, uh, even the recording, <clears throat> there'll be a realm on it. And I just thank you. I thank you that you have such a heart for them to come into the perfect will of God. 
There is a book written for everybody. And Jesus, that book is so precious. It was bought by your blood. We thank you. We're not just here to fulfill generic Christian principles and live in defeat, to live disassociated lives. We're here to walk in the fullness of life and love. So Holy Spirit, I just ask everyone listening right now that uh, you just give them grace right now. And I just thank you wherever two or more agree touching something on earth there, it's done in heaven. So I thank you that by faith there is a, a release and a deliverance from the lies of the enemy because we know that a lie believed is a lie empowered. Mm-hmm. And we're not coming into agreement with the enemy who's the father of lies. He's a loser. He is defeated. He is lost. So we say yes to the truth. We come into agreement that we are new creations. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you're going to take, uh, you're going to take your, your hand, left or right, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to, you're going to just, just for a second, you're going to look at it, and you're going to say, this is the hands of Jesus, because where his hands and his feet? We, we, where is body? So you're going to look at your hand, and you're going to just, just realize that the power of God is in that hand. I don't even have to lay hands on you. It can be atmospheric. It can be by faith. And then what's going to happen is that as we pray, I want you to put your, uh, your hand on the back of your neck, just at the base of your skull. And we've just found right now there's just something takes place there. And then some of you will feel heat, you'll feel goosebumps, you'll feel <clears throat> pins and needles, it doesn't matter really. Or, or some of you feel no manifestation, but we do this by faith. And um, so just repeat this after me. Jesus. Jesus. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you love me. And you're in complete control. And you are in complete control. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And I reject all lies. And I reject all lies. Said to me. Said to me. Said about me. Said about me. Right now. Right now. I serve a bill of divorce. I serve a bill of divorce. To the Prince of Greece. To the Prince of Greece. To leaning on my own understanding. To leaning on my own understanding. To relying on my own logic. To relying on my own logic. I divorce you. I divorce you. I come out of the lies. I come out of the lies. I come out of the matrix. I come out of the matrix. And I walk into the realm. And I walk into the realm. Of the kingdom of God. Of the kingdom of God. Where all things are possible. Where all things are possible. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, breathe again, breathe again on those prophetic promises, on those prophetic promises that you've spoken in my heart, that you have spoken in my heart. I will now give myself over to you. I now give myself over to you to build with you, to build with you, to walk with you, walk with you. And be my best friend. And be my best friend. Amen. Amen. I can feel something on this end. I I literally, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on.
right now in the name of Jesus, I just take authority over a spirit of hopelessness and despair. I break the lies. I break the chains. I break the lies of you'll never get healed. I break the lies you'll never uh, the, the lies of you'll never meet your life partner, your perfect life partner. I break the lies of poverty. I break the lies of torment in the name of Jesus. I break off a spirit of death, a spirit of death. The word of the Lord says there is a way that seems right unto a man and that way leads to death. We break you right now in the name of Jesus and we just say yes to the tree of life. We say yes. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. He is the bread from heaven. We say, yes, Lord, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. And yes, we just thank you right now. We reject the lies and we come into agreement with the truth. Jesus, you are the truth. And we thank you. You shall know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. So right now, Lord, by faith, we thank you. Many people feeling a, a level of release and deliverance and a shift. And we thank you that you haven't left us nor forsaken us. Now, even if we've been into extreme trauma, abuse, and disassociation, Jesus, you're enough. You're enough. We thank you for your power, and we, we just decree right now, we are a new creation in Christ. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Mm. Mm. Well, I, as we were praying, Daniel, I saw, it's so weird, I saw like a grid. Like you get in a computer game. I saw a grid over the earth. I saw like a grid. Yes. And I saw people popping their head on the other side of the grid. That's what I saw. It's like a grid. And it was like, um, yeah, really, really crazy. It was actually, yeah. I, it, it, and it was, it's actually, I saw people popping out because all of a sudden, I just feel that some of you guys who are listening to the show, all of a sudden you feel something quick in your spirit. You, you feel a sense of life, sense of hope. And uh, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's just like all these people, they're like sticking their head out. They're having a, a look and, and God wants you to live there, not just visit. He wants you to live there. You know, as you said that, I was immediately reminded of a vision that I had 13, 14 years ago. I was still in college and uh, something like that. And it was like I was um, underground in, in like a, like a cell, like a holding cell underground. And it was like the Lord was working on me in, in the mm. vision. Mm. And then there was a ladder. And at a certain point, it was actually a recurring vision. I, I had it more than once, but every time mm. something was going on different, mm. it was like mm. there was progress. And then there came a day where it was finally like, I went up the ladder and I was able to open the latch. And it was like, I came out from underground. Mm. And it was like, there was just barrenness. Mm, mm, mm. and there were many many closed latches mm, and it was like mm. i was coming out and realizing that so many others were needing to be called out mm. to come mm -hmm, mm -hmm. up from under because there's a transformational work that mm, needs to mm, come mm. upon the landscape it mm -hmm. needs to be beautify and worked up, but everyone is locked down. No one's mm -hmm. actually bringing the redemptive agenda to the, to the landscape. And so it's mm -hmm. like, wow, mm -hmm. we need to, mm -hmm. I need to, God, like, how do we get all of these gates opened and all of mm -hmm. these people coming 
mm. out from underneath. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Profound. Oh, that's Psalm 61. It says, those who are in prison, those who are bound, come forth. And, and what happens is that the Lord calls people forth, but people have to walk out. The Lord's not going to drag you by your, your, your shirt and pull you out. People have to learn how to walk out. And I think that I just, you, you, this is real. This is the third year of Cyrus. This is real. It's, it's, this is not a construct. This is not having a go at ministry. This is, this is, a, this is a prophetic, this is a word of the Lord for the, for the Western church. It's exciting. If this has touched you, share it with people because you need to come into your, your destiny. You have a book about you. Your, your spouse has a book. Your family has a book. Your church has a book. Your city has a book. Your nation has a book. And we need people out of the matrix. And that doesn't mean we become all wacko and, 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 and irresponsible. The, the closer you are to the Lord, the more you carry the heart of love and you, you, you actually bear one another's burdens and serve one another. There's deeper service. There's, there's deeper commitment and love. But it's done in rest and glory and revelation, not in a slavish cult-like codependency. It's, 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 it's the family of God. And I think that, I think that, 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 that vision you had, what I love, Daniel, is you could have that vision when you were at college, but that vision was like yesterday. It's like yesterday. It's alive. It's actually, that's not, a, that's not dead. It's actually still alive. And if you have a vision at 19 and you have another vision at 33, to, a, to a God, a thousand years is one day and one, year's, one day is a thousand years. So I'm just excited. We're going to be walking this out. Um, it looks like something. Um, but I just want you guys to get excited with the power of God. And it, 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 it's, you let loose God on your body, on your heart, on your finances. Uh, on your on your marriages, on your relationships, you know, and um, obviously there was a lot in that today. <laughs> we went to a lot of places, but but it was but Prince of Greece and coming into the Mission Impossible. What God's called everyone to do is impossible for them to do in their own strength. Amen. Because if it's possible for us to do it in our strength, it's not a God-sized vision. No. That is so good. Todd, thank you for this word. This was amazing. This is so, so, so good. And so, folks, um, again, my guest, Todd Weatherly, is going to be hanging out with us over here in the States October 24th through the 27th at the Bride Tribe Advance. Um, I have no way of guaranteeing anything about availability on that event once it's sold out it's sold out and 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 we've already <laughs> expanded twice there is a hard stop so uh, but all of you that are going to be there we can't wait to hang out with you so todd uh thank you and folks until next time god bless and godspeed You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.